for me, the 10x, it's um, not really the result. It's mainly what you do, like 10x more actions, 10x more efforts, and then the result uh, comes. Hey, everybody, welcome to the OP3M podcast, where we talk to uh, uh, business owners about uh, other people's mindset, other people's money, and other people's mentors. And I am so incredibly pleased to have our guest today here all the way from Tahiti. Uh, it's one of those places you always hear about, but you don't know anything about. And so we're going to today learn what is it like to be a business owner uh, in, in Tahiti in, in the middle of paradise. And man, I was looking at some of those pictures. Holy cow, what a beautiful place to live. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Heyari here uh, with us. He is the owner of LBP Imports. He is the owner of Le Bon Plan Tahiti. He's the owner of Tenacious Tahiti. And his newest and uh, latest is the HT Life Changers uh, coaching business. So, Heyari, welcome to the podcast. And uh, we are so pleased to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So first of all, what I want you to do is just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and just kind of talk to, you know, what kind of got you started in being an entrepreneur and, uh, and, and kind of catch us up a little bit about you. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I, um, I'm, I'm born in, I was born in Tahiti and, um, at when I was five, we moved with my mother. And my stepfather to uh, to the states. Um, I lived uh, two years in Oregon and five years in uh, Marin County in San Francisco. And then um, from there we moved to Israel. We lived there. Uh, well, I lived there seven years, and then um, I came back to Tahiti when I was about eighteen or nineteen. Um, and I I started working for. I started working um, and then about five years or yeah, five years after starting working for people, I, um, I hit the lid and uh, I couldn't evolve anymore. Um, so I said, oh, I'll, I'll start doing my, my own business. But I, uh, I uh, so I, I quit my job, but I didn't know exactly what I would do. Uh, so I took about a year to, uh, uh, to search myself and all that. And we, with my, uh, my girlfriend at the time, we, uh, went to Israel to visit my family. And, um, my girlfriend, uh, she loves like, uh, fashion jewelry. Um, and, uh, so we went to a shoot to, um, to a market in Tahiti, in, uh, uh, Tel Aviv in Israel, sorry. And, uh, like the prices were really, <laughs> were really low compared to Tahiti. And she was like, Oh wow, this is like almost forty dollars in Tahiti, and it was only like a couple of bucks to to buy it. And then I said, "Oh wow, okay, so let's try to." We bought for about two hundred uh, U.S. dollars, which which isn't enough, which isn't a lot, and we uh, brought that back to to Tahiti, and that's how Temptation uh, Tahiti started. And um, so with that two hundred, we made about about a thousand. Uh, dollars of uh, benefits and then uh, we started selling like at flea markets and at um, like uh, parking lots and really like uh, simple like, uh, awesome, yeah, just, yeah <laughs> just a really a simple simple uh, uh, sales and stuff like that 
And Gary, I Gary like V would be proud. <laughs> and uh, so, so I liked it. I liked that process a lot. And I never thought that I would uh, own like a fashion jewelry um, uh, store or something like that. So we did like bigger um, events, like trade events, and um, and started getting a little bit bigger. And then we had uh, we opened our first store um, in a small town, uh, uh, not in the, not in not in downtown, not in the capital, but uh, uh, further away because like rents. And here, when you uh, in Haiti, when you go to uh, let's say get in a retail space, you have to pay the contract uh, like a entry fee. Um, so it's um, so like the minimum entry fee in. Papete, uh, the capital, was about uh, 50k, 50k uh, US dollars, and uh, like yeah, for me, it wasn't possible. It wasn't possible. So I did uh, like smaller stores uh, all around, yep. and then um, then I finally managed to get a store in the capital, but. Um, I negotiated with the owner that I could pay him monthly uh, the 50k. I would pay him monthly until uh, until I pay him uh, the whole thing. So um, he agreed. And when it was blooming, when the business was really blooming, we had uh, five stores. We had five. That's stores. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about is, and we were chatting about this at the beginning when we talk about Tahiti, uh, the um, you know, not only is it a beautiful place uh, to go, but it's it's a it's it's a beautiful place for something like for what your idea was, because, you know, you know, the first thing we were talking about, and I said, OK, well, you've got the uh, uh, you know, you're, you're importing the jewelry and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think about competition and that sort of, you know, there's no Amazon there. There's no Walmart there. And, and you know, so so. Talk a little bit about that and, and, and where that presents a lot of opportunity for you and your business. Yeah. So when I started, I was well, relatively young. I was 23. And at that time, um, like, honestly, I had like a 10x mindset already, but I didn't, um, uh, most, the, let's say the people that were under 25 or under 30 um, had like a mindset of uh, working for somebody and having a a uh, normal normal job so like all the, um, the opportunities would come if you go and sacrifice um, like let's say the the safety net of the of the, the job and the, the the paycheck and because um, when when i quit my job um i was making pretty good money and people would, would tell me oh you why? Why would you? Why would you quit um, working if you had a good salary and uh, the safety and uh, and well, I was a sales salesman, but uh, um, I said no. I, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to do things differently, and that there's lots of um, things that we can do to um, to bring uh, services or or well, things uh, to Tahiti. And yeah, so there's no, there's no Amazon, there's no Walmart, um, but there is like a, a big, uh, French supermarket. Yep. Um, there's a big French supermarket. 
Uh, afterwards, there's um, there are companies that um, does a little bit like uh, Costco, but um, in our in our size, let's say, and uh, but there's not everything, and it's well, not and like you. And when you look at it and you think, okay, well, you know, a lot of people. And there was one lady I was listening to on one of the the calls a little while ago. She was talking about how she was growing her business, and she's in the middle of you know, uh, the, you know, prairie land and, you know, small market and that sort of thing. Um, you know, where you are, talk a little bit about what your population is like in the density. Like it's staggering when you look at, you've got five stores. Are you at six stores now or? No, no. The, so the five stores was like in 2010. And yep. then there was, um, well, before that, there was the, the housing crisis in the States. Yep. And that affected us later. And uh, so I actually had to close four stores. So I, currently, I only have one. So that yep. was, let's say, one of, my, uh, um, one of my first, let's say, failures as a businessman. And um, but what, what, that, what that did is it made me find another solution to, uh, to do another business. And that's how uh, Le Bon Plan actually was born. After that crisis, I, I looked for something else um, to do because having five stores of the same thing in Tahiti was, uh, was too, uh, was, yeah. Because was what's, the, what's the population of Tahiti? So I think uh, we're about like three, 300,000 or maybe 400,000, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're, yeah. we're roughly in that, that uh, yeah, we're not a lot. We're not a lot. And um, so the... In most of the people live in Tahiti, and then there's lots of smaller islands around. And yep. uh, so when it was working, it was really nice, right? Like, like we would have lots of people and all that. But one crisis, yeah, that that almost like uh, destroyed me as a as a uh, businessman. But uh, yeah, that that failure made Le Bon Plan. And actually, Le Bon Plan grew much bigger than Plantation, and uh, so uh, so we grew we grew a lot with uh, Le Bon Plan. But I still had that mindset of failure, so I didn't um, I didn't want to scale it as quickly as I did, let's say, with Plantation. And then the thing is, afterwards, COVID. So talk talk a little bit about what does Le Bon Plan do? So Le Bon Plan, we help. People from Tahiti travel to the U.S. to um, well to get uh, to get rental cars, hotels, airline tickets, and it's mainly what we do. Also, when they're there, we help. We like follow them. We help them, and because um, most people in Tahiti don't speak well English, and let's say uh, rental cars is one of our specialties. Um, let's say before they would go there, they're a little bit naive. They'd say yes to everything. And their rental car contract would like triple because of all the insurances and all the, yeah. well, r- rental car companies. <laughs> Help them make an educated decision. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that, that business really was, was well, but it was mainly just me. And then I hired um, another person, but I wanted to keep it uh, small so I could manage it. And so I didn't... Um, yeah, I still had that that fear from the five stores closing, 
and I didn't want to do that. And then, then it closed, uh, closed in the, and then the thing is that COVID, yeah, COVID hit and that really, uh, derailed everything. <laughs> and the uh, travel wasn't a hot, uh, hot commodity at that time. No. And the thing is, because we, we do a lot of like wholesale, um, airline tickets. So we buy it and we buy it in advance. But, um, so we had lots of tickets for like, uh, well, after the COVID, but, uh, well, we couldn't sell it and we had to refund the people that couldn't, uh, use their tickets before. So that was the biggest problem. So actually I was, um, I was in debt about, well, it's 60 million francs, which is about maybe 550 K, uh, US dollars. So that's what I owed. That's what I owed like, um, like customers and uh, and uh, suppliers, so um, some of them like were okay on delaying their uh, well postponing their their trips and not canceling. But what I had to do is well we uh, we uh, broke all our uh, life insurances. Our um, we did some for the kids, for me, my wife. So we had some money like put aside. Uh, like in a life insurance thing, and we had to break all that to be able to pay back um, all the customers. So, uh, like during COVID, I was yeah, uh, without really knowing it, I was uh, in depression, and yeah. uh, so so my mom, my my wife would uh, would put um, like uh, videos on YouTube every day, like uh, motivational speakers. And, uh, so I like, there's, uh, well, there's a famous one, like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, stuff like that. And, but nothing really hit, nothing really hit home. And then, um, there was a podcast that it was, uh, uh, Lewis House with, from, uh, School of Greatness and Grant Cardone that was, that was speaking. And he was like, poor, poor people are selfish. They're selfish because. They can't help themselves. They can't help the community. They can't help their family. And that, that hit me because I wasn't doing, uh, what I was supposed to do. I wasn't, uh, let's say fighting with depression or taking action. I was just whining. Yeah. And you know what he likes to say is don't be a little, mm. but I was being bay. <laughs> don't be a little itch bay. Yeah. So I, be a little I, itch bay. I have that. the sweater. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is, is, is I think he really hits it home when he's like, success is our duty and it's our responsibility. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's, you know, it's funny. You went over one hurdle and then you immediately ran into another one. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then you, you ran into a moment and man, it sounds like you have an unbelievable wife to uh, uh, yeah. to be constantly you know feeding you with information of positivity and uh, mo- uh, mo- motivation. Les Brown is one of my all time favorites. Uh, that guy's just a legend, uh, just in the way that he delivers as well as his message. Um, and obviously, you know, you know how I feel about Grant Cardone. I think he's a, he's an, a, an unstoppable force. Um, and uh, so you went from that. Now you changed your your mindset. What happened next? Is that when the LBP import came out or? Um, that was a little bit afterwards. So like, so from COVID up until 2023, um, I would just, every day I would watch, uh, Cardone, um, uh, videos and, and like really he, he would be in like my ear all the, every day. 
and uh, but I would do like a lots of free stuff, like just just the YouTube uh, videos, and because anyway, he's everywhere, so that's yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah, that's what well, I, I think he used the word omnipresent. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and then well, again, I hit like a lid uh, from from all the the free stuff. I said I, I have to get to the next level, and uh, so I bought for my wife um, for Christmas. We bought uh, tickets to the. Um, 10x um, uh, growth con in Vegas in 2023, and that was our first, let's say, paid event that we went to. Uh, that we went to, and it was it was amazing. It's um, yeah, it's life changing. So first day we go there, uh, there's the speakers and all. Uh, we were a little bit afraid at the beginning that it would be a little bit like um, too much of a show, like a, not really a business conference, but just a, a show. And no, yeah. Even on the first day, it was uh, worth the ticket. It was a uh, it was a three day event. So the first day we go, um, we meet um, the grand sales team. So there's uh, Steve and and uh, Joel. So yeah. they go on and say, oh, let's uh, you can do this, 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 and there's lots of programs and uh, how liquid are you? How uh, what do you <laughs> all the all the the good stuff that they do. <laughs> And um, so I was, I was still a little bit skeptic on the like being a, being a student of uh, of uh, the ten x uh, world. So um, I said, no, well, we'll see. We'll talk about it. We'll go and uh, and we'll see tomorrow and and the last day as well. And then uh, the second day we meet um, we meet Elliot um, from the licensee and the ten x business coaching and. Uh, so yeah, this tall, tall, perfect hair, perfect smile. Elliot. I swear he must cut his hair like every hour by the hour. It's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, and uh, perfect. Yeah, perfect, perfect attitude and like um, absolutely. And uh, so selling on that, and at that time, it wasn't even in my mind. Well, maybe subconsciously it was, but it wasn't in my mind to to be a coach. And um, so I said, okay, I'll think about it. And then at night we talked about talked about it with my wife. And I said, because I'm this like even this six months ago, I would never do like interviews and like podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so I say to my wife, oh, um, I'm thinking of buying that program. Uh, what do you think? Do you think I can help people in Tahiti change mindset and grow their their businesses? And she was like. Of course, yeah, go, go for it. It's, it's, you're, you're authentic. You're, you're, uh, you, you, you're not like attracted by the, why well, I say like the silly stuff and, um, go for it. And then, and then I'm like, yeah, but I don't really talk well in public. Uh, I stutter a lot. I'm not confident in the, how I talk and all that. But no, go, go for it. You know, people, people will, will like you. They already like you as a businessman. And all the help you do as a um, travel consultant, so they'll relate to you a lot more than what what we currently, uh, what uh, let's say Tahiti currently has as other other business coaches. So I said, okay, well, I went, <laughs> I, I I bought the the program, and and then well, there was Steve and uh, Joel. I said, okay, so um, how about Didi, your 
the TBT program. It was like a program that had um, lots of uh, stuff that um, Grant's uh, team uh, and Brandon Dawson delivers. So I was, I was still hesitant about that's also a, a big uh, a big expense. And before that, I really didn't spend anything on training. So, so talk, talk to me in, in, in dollars. We're, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars kind of a thing in U.S. currency, or, or are we talking about the investment that we're putting out? It's It wasn't a small number that we were putting yeah. out there, right? And you were already in a situation where you had just gone through being, what, $500,000 of debt that had to be paid off. That, that kind of a, a mindset to say you're going to invest in yourself to double down on yourself to grow. What, what, you know, again, this podcast is OP3M, other people's mindset, other people's money and other people's mentors. We've definitely hit on a bunch of mentors. The mindset to be able to put that together, what kind of gave you that ability to overcome the negatives, the obstacles in your brain that people are like, hey, you know, don't invest right now. You got to withdraw. You got to go smaller. You've got to shrink. Um, what made you shift? How did you, how did you get past those, those obstacles? Well, at the beginning, it was a lot of uh, Grant's uh, free content that he puts out there. Um, of always, what were the big ones that stuck out? Like, if you're going to pick three things that were like icons in your brain. Yeah, for me, well, the first is, is that poor people are selfish. But he, yeah. like, he has to put that into context. He's not like talking about uh, like real, real poor people. He's more like middle class and... It's more for me, what it hits more like if you don't um, try to reach your potential or go past your potential, then you're selfish because you're not, you're not maxing, maxing out your, your, uh, your success and whatever you can do to, to change the world and your family. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at that, I, I've heard it say, um, you know, from Grant, I've also heard it from, you know, uh, there's a real estate community I've tied into quite tightly, which is Keller Williams. And they talk a lot about that when you're building your big why is that, you know, for it to be big, and this was actually really good with Grant Carton, I'll, I'll, I'll open that up in a second. But when you're defining what's important to you and, and, and to hit it, you know, most people will, will be able to develop a really big why for themselves but then they can develop a massive why when they start including other people. Like as soon as you say, for example, hey, you know, I want to make sure that mom and dad are looked after so that, that, you know, they because they put so much into me and I want to make sure they're looked after. That's one step. Then the next step is I want to make sure all my siblings are looked after. Then the next step, I want to make sure my community is looked after. Then the next step is I'd like to build a school in, you know, a third world country uh, to help, uh, you know, people develop uh, into something, or I want to, you know, increase literacy or, you know, all these things. And none of those things can happen without that massive success. So the idea that when you say um, it is selfish to be poor, it's because you're starving people of the massive success that you can bring to them as a result of the, the, the huge actions that you're making. So I think you're spot on with that. And I really loved uh, when we were at, uh, when I met you, when we were down in Miami, and, you know, big uncle Dave was talking and he was talking about, you know, setting, setting your goals and setting your why. And it was such a beautiful thing because the idea that you can define what's really important to you and really uh, center on that. Um, I think what that does is allows you to get past a lot of the obstacles. Like, and there's some obstacles might be like yours is definitely not a spouse because she seems so incredibly supportive yeah. of you. And that's awesome to hear. Um, but you know, for some people, it's the people around them are the obstacles. Sometimes it's the decisions that they have to make that are the tough decisions that are the obstacles. 
And, and what I like about what, what he said is he talked about, okay, set your big why and your big why needs to be bigger than those obstacles so that you can overcome any of those issues. Now what you're going to do is we're going to take a moment, write that down. We're going to pause now. Now let's look at it as if you hit your big why. What's your next big why going to look like? And then all of a sudden that why just goes boom and it's huge. And then it's like, okay, now this is a life-changing why. If you hit this, it is life-changing. What's going to stop you from hitting that life-changing moment? And that to me is so incredibly impactful. And like for you to look at what you've gone through and then and then make those investments to move forward, I think that's unbelievable. I think that's fantastic. I know that yeah. was in February. Talk, talk a little bit about you know what what's kind of happened next since you've made some of those those, those decisions. What are some of the big wins that you found? Yeah. So um, so what we did is uh, before February, I worked my well, really I worked hard to refund everybody, and uh, that was pretty much um, all done. And Sorry, then, you refunded everybody. So half a million dollars, U.S. dollars, yeah. you were able to refund to all of your private, your prior customers through which business did you do that through? Through the bank loan. That's the amazing. Good for you, yeah. man. That's awesome. So what what that what that did is is the let's say the failure of during the COVID that um, that almost put us out of business. Uh, well, afterwards, I really built on our reputation. So now people know that whatever whatever happens, I will do everything to to refund them. Because yeah. there was other companies that do similar work. Then, well, they they left. They took the money once you like Asia or France or and um, so that that built like a huge. Uh, we we already had a good reputation, but that. Solidified our uh, our uh, yeah our reputation, and then um, then I said I well I have to I have to scale my business and to uh, be uh, bigger than any any uh, let's say uh, crisis. So if there's another crisis, I can I can be as so big that it doesn't affect me like it did the last few times. And, well, I think, you know, uh, yeah. it's funny because we talked a little bit about age, right? And I think you said you're, you're turning the big 4-0 uh, very soon as, uh, as a result of this, uh, or sorry, the time of this, this, this podcast very soon. And it's interesting to look at, you know, I mean, we've had already so many crises happen of different, you know, magnitudes across the states, across the world. So what that tells us is there's always going to be another one. Yeah. Like we're, yeah. we're never going to go through a period where it's like, oh, well, hey, there's no crises. There's always going to be one. And, yeah, yeah. and to be always bigger than that, I think, you know, your idea there, I think is spot on that, uh, that you want to be bigger than the impact that it's going to make on your business. Yes. And, and also like, well, when you look at history and even when in the 10 X community, they always say that, uh, crisis like that, you, let's say the, let's say the rich or the wealthy get richer and wealthy because they, they have, they have systems or they have, um, opportunities that they can go and jump on as a, if you're just relying on your on your your month to month paycheck and that you're having difficult times just doing those two uh, two times then you don't you don't have any power to uh, like jump on opportunities and that's right. uh, so that's that's what I, yeah mainly what I wanted to do in uh, in February 
So I invested in February, um, I think it was about um, 70K, the, the business coach and, uh, and um, the TBT program. It's a 10X 360 and, and stages and uh, business bootcamp. Yeah. And um, so already after February, in about two weeks, because the growth con was uh, Valentine's Day. So uh, yeah. I went with my wife Valentine's Day. <laughs> perfect. Uh, it's perfect. And it, it was great because we met, well, that was the first time we really met uh, Grant. We met Elena. Elena and what um, reassured us is also that they're um, very authentic. I mean, like when, even when you talk to them, like uh, it, he talks to you like a normal person, not no... Uh, yeah, and it's uh, so when he walks in the room, he doesn't have his money gun ready to shoot it up on, on the. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just for 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 uh, clicks. For uh, yeah, yeah, that's but that, that's what. Um, well, you know, in the in the thing that you 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 said something I think was was which was really important. We kind of hit it on a couple times, but I think you know for the listeners, I think which was really important for Grant and Elena when you put those two names together, it's Grant and Elena. They're a yeah. partner in the business. You know, they're not running two separate lives, do two separate things. They really are working in tandem, you know, and we look at yourself and you look at the relationship that you have with your wife and, and the support that she provides you uh, or you provide her within the business that you both build. It sounds like you both build each other up. Yeah, we um, well, we went we went through uh, difficult times when we were younger because um, we met. Uh, well, we, when we met, met, we were, I think, like 19 or 20. And uh, so, like, she was my, well, I, I always call her my muse. She, she's my, my inspiration. So, yeah. like, like Temptations, the first business was because of her, because she, she likes uh, fashion jewelry, and, uh, and we did it for that. And, uh, and then uh, during COVID, well, that's how I met Grant, or how I get, got to know Grant, because of, all the videos she was uh, putting out there, and um, and uh, during the COVID, because I was such in a bad place, so she would uh, go to the store to um, to really take care of it, and she uh, she like boosted the marketing and all that, and, and uh, now the store is doing a lot better than than uh, before COVID, and then ever since we bought the the 10x programs. It like skyrocketed, like the three. That's the amazing. Three yeah, like well, you know, already. Think, and, and it doesn't matter whether you're listening to Tony Robbins or you listen to Les Brown or you listen to Grant Cardone. The one theme that I think they all say, and it's not just because they're in the business to monetize on it, yeah. but I, I do fundamentally believe it that you know the biggest thing that you need to invest in. It's not real estate. It's not the stock market. It's not Bitcoin. The number one thing I think you need to invest in yourself. Is is sorry, invest in is yourself, yeah. right? And I, and I think because that can produce the biggest results. Because if you're making good decisions as a result of investing in yourself, it's an exponential return, you know. Versus you know investing in a in an asset class uh, outside of that. And um, so I think that's that's an amazing you know testament that number one, you are using the free content because there's so much free grant content out there. Okay. It's 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 crazy, and you're using that to kind of you know start to package your mindset in the right way. And then you started dialing and say, okay, now I'm ready to get going and really, you know, hit the ground running. 
And then you started taking some of the programs and it's already made in such a short period of time, such a massive return in your businesses. That's amazing. Yeah. When, when, when we bought it, when we bought it in February, people were, wow, uh, are you sure? <laughs> Will it work? I mean, on, on YouTube, he seems, uh, he seems, uh, like he just wants your money and stuff like that. And, and then, uh, and then when you go, in it and do the programs, him and Brandon Dawson in the Cardinal Ventures. It's it's crazy. It's like in the we already we already uh, uh, got our money back. Like uh, what we invested, we already yeah. got our money back. Um, uh, well, you know, one of the things that I think for him is he, you know the idea when you say he really wants your money, he really wants your money. <laughs> you know, there's no question about it. there's no there's no backing down from the fact that he really wants your money. Because in his book, Seller Be Sold, is you got to be so committed to your product that, you, you know, in your belief that the product's going to produce value, that you're willing to work in the deep, hard positions of negotiation and sales and closing to bring your client to make a decision, right? Because when they make a decision to go with you, you know how impactful it's going to be for their business. So for him to be so committed to say, no, 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 you need to spend money with our business. You have to give us your money. You know, he always says, where's my money, right? Yeah. And I think that that's an important, you know, whether it's a statement of bravado, but it's actually a statement of truth because, you know, he can only really truly affect somebody once they're in the system, in the business. You know, we've seen certainly within the community of the 10X, like the payback is exponential. It's not 10X, it's way bigger than that. Uh, the payback coming from being part of the community. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, he's definitely passionate about the sale, about getting the close and, and moving forward with the client. And uh, and I think, you know, you probably have seen that roll over into your business, you yeah. know, as you're talking to clients and, and, and having them to commit because you know that that commitment allows them to receive the benefits that you're giving through your business. Yeah. And um, like, well, that they, they reminded us, us of that at the mastermind. Like um, um, I actually did the, the exercise this, the, the same night of, um, reaching out to customers uh, because like if you're if you're convinced that it will change your lives it will help them um, the money the money doesn't really matter because it's it's you'll you'll get a lot more than this money uh, back from it and yep. that's what I wanted to do like in February I wanted to test test it out first on a on our on our uh, uh, companies and so I, I tried it for three months before really uh, launching the, the life changer program and um, yeah. so like the first month we went up 30% in sales compared to the, the year before the second month was the, the biggest jump because uh, we went to boot camp and we did uh, we really had time to apply it with our with our staff and our, our team and uh, we went up 70% compared to the month uh, uh, the year before. And ever since we're about at now, we're about at 50% uh, more than what we did the year before. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. And it's, it's so simple to apply it and to, to do it. You just have to, <laughs> you just have to apply it. You have to apply it. Yeah. That's right. 
And I think that's the whole idea. Like, you know, I was, I was talking about the seller be sold book. And I think in my mind, that should be the book that anybody should read that book. I don't care if you're a teacher. I don't care if you're a car salesman. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a parent. You know, I think that book is so critically important that, that if you're committed to a belief, it is your duty. It is your obligation to help somebody to come around to believe that that is the right position. And, and, you know, or else you're going to be sold on their, their, the, the alternative, right? So it's the idea you're going to sell the concept. You're going to be sold by somebody else's. And I think that's, that is so critically important. And, and man, like what a testament, uh, to, to the process to see 30% increase in, you know, yeah. year over year in a month like that, that is just unbelievable. You know, I mean, the idea of 10X doesn't mean that 10X happens overnight. It's not like a quick solution. But that sure seemed pretty quick. Thirty percent in one month. Yeah, unreal. That's amazing. When I um, <laughs> when I talk to people about that, is it's for me the ten x. It's um, not really the result. It's mainly what you do. Like ten x more actions, ten x more efforts, and then the result uh, comes. Because well, I think we like unfortunately we grew like into um let's say like a lazy population worldwide. We want things fast without doing much effort. Everything's easy now to get like on internet and all. And um, I don't remember who, who said it, but he said like um, uh, strong people bring easy times, easy times bring weak people. Weak, sometimes weak people bring hard times. Like it's a cycle. That's exactly and, right. Uh, and then hard times create strong people. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I saw, like my businesses and my failures, it's my failures that like boosted me up and made me like allowed me to, to find different things and, and really grow. Like when I look at all the bad stuff that happened in my, my life, even personal, it, it's, um, I got a lot more benefits from all the failures than, than the successes. And sometimes Absolutely. when you get like when you get into lots of success, sometimes you forget that, and then you get uh, you get lazier or, and don't do as much effort, and then you get back to hard times. And then, <laughs> so now it's just doing right. as much effort, as much effort, even when you have success, even when you have wins, you still put in the effort, and you get a lot more back. And it's not like compound, uh, compound winning, or I don't know how to say. Yeah, it's exponential, 100%. I think that's uh, that's critically important. And I think, you know, uh, one of the things that that always drives people is when they're they're thinking that success is for others, right? Yeah. You know, the second that you're like, this isn't for me, this is for my spouse, this is to make her life amazing. This isn't for me, this is for my children. This isn't for me, this is for my community. You know, the success isn't for me, you know, like, great. Yeah. You know, I'll maybe go stay at the, the what was that place that I was just looking at? It was the, the, the Brando, man, if, if, if you guys are listening and you want to look up an absolutely amazing, uh, uh, hotel, it's called the Brando. It's an yeah. island off of Tahiti and it's just unstoppable. What an amazing destination. That's, that's something to put on the bucket list for sure. And, um, you know, so it might be something like that, but those experiences generally, you don't want to have by yourself. I mean, maybe right. sometimes you do, but uh, really, you know, it's it's best to go there and experience it with people. Wouldn't it be amazing to go there with the whole family? Yeah, so. we 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 went we went once once there for our anniversary without um, before the COVID, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. And um, 
it's for me it's like the best experience uh, that I had so far in, in hotels and because uh, it's like you have a private um, bungalow villa you have your own pool you have the ocean and like even when there's people uh, you don't see them like if you really want like to to like relax and resource and have a uh, like really a good good time but that that mindset it's it's amazing and uh, there's a lot of celebrities that go there and we don't even know like even Tahiti, we don't even know they're there and um there's ex-presidents there's like like yeah lots of uh lots of people go there too because it's it's special and there's also like a in Tahiti, we say mana is like a force or a power uh there's something like um uh like resourceful when you go when you go in a in a place like that so like for the small story it's um it was marlon brando's um private islands and his uh, children uh, uh work with um with the intercontinental to do a uh, a uh, as much of a green uh, luxury hotel like there's lots yeah. of uh of um uh renewable uh, energy and stuff like that uh there's like the sea turtles go to uh to lay, lay their eggs eggs there and uh that's something that i want to do with, with my children like to go and, and see like the turtles um that go back to the ocean and, and uh it's yeah it's 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 an amazing experience uh, when you go there well, Tahiti in general looks like such a beautiful place to be. You were so lucky. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, when I say lucky, it's actually funny because it's not luck because you went there by choice because you moved, you moved to the States, you moved to Israel and, mm-hmm. and you chose your destiny. You chose your, your destinations. And that's, that's awesome to hear. If we're, as we kind of start to wrap up, what are some of the big pointers that you'd want to say? Like if somebody's looking into their business or somebody's looking into their life, and they're running into those roadblocks, as you said, you know, you, you ran into a bunch of them and you overcame them. What was, you know, if you could pick, say, two or three things that, that they need to do to, to make a life changer moment, uh, you know, what are those things that they would, uh, that they should be looking for? So what, what I try to do now is I always try to look at least like five steps ahead. Um, and yeah, 10x, 10x your, your, your actions. And that your why is not money based. It's not money motivated. It's that you look at your business as a tool or a way to change your life. And then like from that, it will change the lives of your family and people, people around it. And that's, well, I, I named my, um, my coaching business life changer. It was one because I want to change lives. And it was also for my children because they, they are my life changer. They, they are my biggest why. Uh, I yeah. want to leave this, this world a better place and teach them also how to do that so that they can leave it as a better place for their children. And changing a life is, for me, um, it's very simple. Like if you, if you change just, um, just the day of one person and you make them smile, that, that can be a, a life changing moment. I mean, life changing, Moments are not, like, don't have to be huge events or stuff like that. It can be just like for, for, that's why I told Grant, it's, he changed my life. Uh, the moment I saw his interview when he said uh, that poor people are selfish, it's something so simple, but that, that changed, that changed my life. 
and uh, my kids and my wife and yeah and and also to try to now like I don't have any any uh, negative people around me. It's one something that I really wanted to uh, to take out of my life. Absolutely, and you know it's funny. I bought this sign after watching Grant uh, have it in his videos, the no negativity allowed here. And, and it's something I fundamentally believe in. I think, you, you know, we're all going to have problems for sure. And it's how we face them is what defines who we are. Everybody can be an amazing person when things are easy, yeah. right? But it's really hard to be amazing when things get difficult. Right? Well, that's awesome, man. Well, you know what? We've, we've shared almost 45 minutes together and, uh, I've truly enjoyed the experience with you. I think you've got such an amazing story and to be overcome some obstacles like you have and, and, and have the mindset and the will and the determination and the results. But most importantly, the massive action that you took to bring all of that together is just a, a testament to your success. And, uh, and it's amazing. And I really hope that, and not even hope, I know you're going to change the lives of many people in Tahiti. But I do hope, and I think I do know, I'm going to come out and visit you there because yeah, uh, it is now on my bucket list. So it looks like it's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait to do a video in person together. That's going to be our goal. Sure. Perfect. <laughs> be Perfect. Great. Awesome. Okay, my man. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop the recording now. Okay. Thank you all.